Welcome to episode 30 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? I'm all right. I feel like crap. <laughs> Just oh, throwing no. that out there for everybody. Um, I don't know if it's allergies or if I caught a cold, which I, I never used to have any allergies or anything, but I mean, we are into kind of gearing up into summer and oh, it's... Uh, I swear here you just look out. I look out in my backyard. I, I can see a cloud of pollen and stuff. Yeah. There. So it's, we are full fledged allergy season. In fact, I'm, I've been real stuffed up and, and phlegmy. In fact, the last episode, the last podcast, I had to edit out quite a few uh, of my snorts and throat, <laughs> throat clearings. I, I try to yeah. mute it in time, but I don't always mute it in time. Well, and for anybody listening, if I sound scratchy or weird, that's why. I I don't know, but we'll get through it. We'll get through the episode and oh, forge on. Yeah, forge that journey forward. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, it's been for us a really hectic um, last couple of weeks. We're right now really, you know, we're gearing up. So this is Memorial Day weekend coming up. So we have a little promotion that we're doing, which it's only on our ADAP systems, but it's going to result in moving a pile of these ADAP systems. Um, and we're just kind of struggling to keep up with even the normal orders coming in right now. Uh, we've had, we haven't had any major delays, but we did for the first time this year, have a couple orders that were kind of um, not kind of, but they were delayed longer than I was even comfortable, you know, delaying an order. We normally ship same day, next day, um, and I was communicating with the customers the whole time, but some of these orders are going on a week Yeah, and they're more specialty products, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's all process on our end that's causing the issue. I mean, we had um, one guy's hurt our painter. So getting stuff into paint is a nightmare right now. Um, so that's kind of the huge bottleneck, but navigate through that um, is tough it's tough to figure out. And then on top of that, you know, we, we considered not doing a promotion for Memorial day, but it's kind of historically expected of us. Not that we need to do that just because people expect it, but it's one of those times of year that we like to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's nothing major, but you know, we almost held off on it just because of how little inventory we actually have on hand. Yeah. I've, I've done that before past years. I've been like, Oh, I wanted to do a sale, but, uh, I don't have a whole lot of inventory right now, so not the time yeah, to <clears throat> not the time to do that. I mean, sales are great, especially if you have extra inventory. You know that inventory is tied up cash, so if you can right. recoup some of that, especially if you have a new product you're about to release or you need to invest money in something else, it's nice to sometimes just get a boost, get rid of everything on your shelves, and then refocus some of that. And you know that's usually around this time of year. That's when we'll do that. So that in July, on the 4th of July, we gear up for a product release, which is normally our, our method of attack. We can get a lot of attention on a product. And that's what we did with the hostage assembly last year. And that worked out really well. Uh, so we were planning on doing that with some other products we have coming up. And Ethan and I yesterday were out on the range testing one of those products. Um, so I don't know. It's just a lot, a lot of stuff going on right nice. now hard to keep everything straight. It seems like, yeah, I didn't realize it was Memorial day weekend coming up here until like this week till Monday. 
I thought it was next weekend. Honestly. I just May's I, gone. Complete. Yeah, yeah. May's pretty much gone. I, I completely. It just went over my head. Um. I, honestly, most days I don't know what day it is. I feel like I'm. I just take. I lately I've been living one hour at a time, and I just haven't, I haven't had time to, to even figure out what what day it is. So when I figured out it was Memorial Day coming up, I. And I just shift some things around. I'm like, oh, because I had made plans for this for this weekend, and then, um, like I, I was there's a a rifle training class I was going to go to. I've been really looking forward to. And then I realized it's Memorial Day weekend. Oh wait, we always go out of town this weekend. We always go to go to our cottage in in PA uh, with uh you know, with our family. So I had to I had to cancel going to the going to the rifle class, which was a bummer, and but uh. But it's all good. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to getting away this weekend. Right, I'm just right now. I'm not in the mindset to go away for the weekend, but I'm looking forward to it. Um. So, yeah, I got that. <clears throat> got that coming up, and and uh, I think past years, the last year or two, I did not do a sale on Memorial Day. So I I really only run two sales a year. I run one. In the spring, or like in early summer, springtime, and then a Christmas sale. Um, and I used to do it on, on Memorial Day, and it was there's a few reasons why I stopped. Um, and I actually do it Father's Day now. I, I'll start the sale like the week before Father's Day, so people can place orders and get them in time for Father's Day. It, it's always gone just as well as what the Memorial Day. Uh, sales went I think I went back and look at my stats and stuff so that's what we do now but you know like I said it, it, it's also kind of nice because now it's just uh um it's, it's it's something I don't have to to be doing over my Memorial Day weekend right so. well the nice thing <clears throat> that's pretty cool about all of this technology we have is I have all the newsletters and everything else on uh, scheduled right yep. i'm just gonna turn off my brain because at the end of the day we have very little product and we'll be able to you know keep up with the sale and everything because we have more right now in paint room getting painted as we speak we have more getting fabricated um today and tomorrow and then more paint going in tuesday um but uh we didn't need to, essentially we didn't need to do a sale I guess is where I was going with that. So I'm not going to be promoting the crap out of it and, you know, stressing about, Oh, I need to be making sure I'm doing two stories a day or a live feed or whatever, because I don't have to be doing this. Um, but it just, like you said, one of the, the main driving forces is around this weekend, a lot of people are looking for or expecting those sales. Um, and, and it does help to get that stuff out there around the same time that people are expecting it. But right. You know, I totally get where you're, where people are going with that though, too. And we've, we've wrestled with that on certain holidays and things as to whether or not um, it's, it's acceptable to do it. And I, I don't know, I don't judge companies unless you're doing something blatantly disrespectful, you know, I I wouldn't have a problem, but I mean, you could throw the same argument with Christmas. You know, we, we drown out the entire meaning of Christmas with promotions and sales and, you, you know, it's a balance. It's definitely, um, 
I think it's something that each business owner has to navigate and figure out where their heart's at and where their mind's at. And like I said, as long as you're not being blatantly disrespectful or, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just, you know, just yeah, the I, stuff you have to navigate trying to make people happy. <laughs> right. And, and then I, I promise you, I'll get comments like over the weekend. Why aren't you doing a sale? But if, if I do one, I'll get comments. I can't believe you're doing a sale. <laughs> I haven't it's been a, guilt. I haven't been guilt tripped yet. No, no, I I haven't. But it's, I think it's because we don't go nuts. Yeah, you know, like everything we do is usually pretty subtle. And at the end of the day, it's a promotion that happens to be on the weekend around Memorial Day. You know what I mean? Like the weekend building up to Memorial Day isn't Memorial Day. It's this is starting today and going through Monday, but. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't had any hate from it, but what has been true about our company is over the last three years, we have done less and less sales in general. Um, and it, it's very possible we may take a position like yours where, you know, honestly, um, this may be one that we don't do a sale, but like I said, it does, it's a really ideal time for us because we normally release products around July. Yeah. And what better way to, to gear up for that than to get some cash back in clear off some of our shelves and get ready for whatever else is coming. Right. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. And anything else new with you in this past week? Um, I'll tell you what it's been, I'm fully take advantage of having dusty here full time. I actually, I haven't been in the shop. Well, what day is it? Let me know again. I don't know what it says Thursday. Wow. Um, I haven't been in the shop. I think the last two days, I don't think I've stepped foot in the shop. Um, yesterday I took the Jeep over to a guy who's going to do some vinyl. I'm not, I'm not doing a full wrap on the, on the Jeep, but I'm going to kind of decal it up with some tasteful Neo Magnus. Um, I'm looking forward to that. So I, which he's like nearly an hour away, which there are wrap guys closer, but, um, uh, this guy's a big, big gun guy. I, I've shot a couple matches with him. Um, and so I want to support somebody that I know and somebody that is pro two way and stuff. So I went out to his place yesterday just to kind of get some measurements because the vehicle is so new that there's no, like most vehicles, somebody who does wraps can just download the die lines for it because it's been out, but, but the gladiator is so new that there's no, die lines to be had. So I went I drove out there so he could, he could get some measurements and take some pictures and we could kind of talk things out. So I did that yesterday morning. And then, um, we're really trying to go to as many of the Wednesday steel matches that the range we belong to does. And, um, and that range is kind of out, out in that same direction. So by the time I finished up, um, uh, with Matt out at the wrap guy, it kind of didn't, it didn't make sense to come all the way back to the shop or our shop and then go, go back out to the range. So went straight over the range and we shot the steel match yesterday. And by the time I got home, it was, it's after five. So, but the great thing was as I'm driving around doing all that stuff, Dusty's back here building Neomag. So he finished up a big dealer order as when I was gone. So I'm, I'm taking advantage of, that I can leave the shop and be gone all day and not worry that the things aren't still getting done. 
So that's, yeah, that's nice. That's, that's really nice. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to getting, getting back on the shop today. I'm, I'm behind. I need to write some checks that I'm behind on and answer some emails and make some phone calls that I've not done the last couple of days. Yeah. Well, it's cool to, it's cool to be at the point where you can kind of get into a little bit of autopilot. Yeah. If that makes any sense, but I don't think you know, we'll never be truly on autopilot. At least no. our brains won't, but it's cool to have the right people in the right place so that you can do that. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and I was thinking about this yesterday as I was driving around, like, like, um, it's been like a week or two now that Dusty's been here full time and I'm, and I've kind of, I've kind of kicked back a little bit more and which has been great, but I also need to be using this time wisely that, that I have helped to be doing some other things that are going to be tough to do when Dusty goes back for his last semester in the fall. So, um, I, I'm kind of giving myself, you know, th- this week's already almost over. So, um, I'm kind of giving, giving myself through this week to, uh, to kind of keep relaxing a little bit here and next week my plan is to to get back into it all cylinders burning and because i have i have some ideas that that i I need to get some engineering time in on because right now i'm I'm kind of caught up on on machining so if i'm going to prototype something now's now's the time to uh, to get to get prototyping yeah yeah I can feel your pain there, man. Yeah, I get it. There's just always so much to be done. It's impossible to get ahead. But you know, as I was thinking of this the last, I don't know, over the past two weeks, probably. Well, I'm honestly, I've been thinking about this for a couple of months uh, because, well, I'll get, I'll just get into it like this. So, my brain's been spinning around this question, and I thought maybe we could jump into it. And I don't know exactly what direction this is going to go i don't you know i didn't plan anything around this and i don't have knowledge i'll just be 100 percent honest like this is a realm that i am walking into uncharted territory but i thought maybe it would be something that would be good to talk about and that would be buying an existing business as a startup business owner right and just saying that out loud sounds crazy and seems like a terrible idea. Um, but there's uh, you know, the example isn't, like I said, I'm not going to get into tons of detail right here because this is just something I've been toying around in my own head. Um, there is a, an industry and a business that I've kind of accidentally fallen into and gotten to know where the current owner is very obviously tired of doing what he's doing. Um, he's older in age near retirement age he had been doing this with his son and his son has no interest in it anymore um and it it's a business with a name and a very cult-like following um so it 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 brought up the the question in my mind as as a business owner i want to be achieving more and i want you know above all else i want to be impacting people around me i want to make sure that i'm living my life um you know bigger than just being quote unquote normal, if that makes sense. So I, I'm okay with taking risks. I'm okay with, you know, working a lot. I'm okay with the stress that comes with being a business owner. But the question that I have is, 
you know, like what comes to mind for you, Greg, if all of a sudden you've got some business that's in an industry that you know is doing well and this opportunity pops up, what comes through your head? So I've actually thought about this a little bit just recently. Um, I can't say that I thought about it being in another industry. Um, I mean, my mindset is, just with anything, I'm willing to sit down and have a conversation, learn about it, and then assess it. Like right. that that process, I'm willing to do with just about anything. So I think if an opportunity came up like that um, to purchase a business in another industry, that would definitely take a little bit more. No, not a little bit more. That would that would take a lot more. <laughs> yeah. research and you know just because that's because that's a whole other thing and then also just figuring out um can i run my current business successfully and handle that other one um so it would kind of depend on what's my level of involvement with that other business if it's already an established running business is taking over ownership um you know how involved would i be with that business is it showing up to board meetings is it or is it actually going to be something that's going to take 20 40 50 hours a week because obviously you aren't going to be able to to run the current business if you got another business that's going to take a, a full-time job um yeah so that's definitely an interesting thing i i, I guess there's there just be a lot of questions that that, that that needs to be asked as far as what's involved and that, you know, how involved do I need to be in it? Um, you know, what's to gain by, by purchasing it? Um, I think for me, just with, just cause I'm so laser focused on my business. So it's popped into my head before I'm like, you know, what if like, there's even a couple businesses in our industry that I've thought about that, you know, there are small businesses that, I mean, I have no idea what the net worth is, but I'm like, I could maybe figure out a way to purchase that business if they, if they ever wanted to, you know, so I, I've kind of had that thought. And one reason, you know, one big reason to do that, like in the same industry is if it's already an established business there, is that, is that a business that I could piggyback and gain that, that crowd and that, that followership um, for, for my business, you know, for Neomag, for, you know, is there any benefit between the two companies where they could both help each other? Um, right. There's a couple like baby companies that I've, um, that I know about. And like, and I, I talked to the guys who were trying to get these things up and running. Um, and they have no idea that I have this thought in my head, but I have a, I've had the thought in my head. I'm like, what if I approach them about um, maybe combining our businesses or um, me buying the business? You know, you know, there's a ton of options there and basically take their, well, because one business, frankly, the owner of it, um, I could, I would be interested in just hiring to begin with because he, um, he has a skill set that I could use 
in my business. And, and kind of my thought was, I'm like, well, he has this, this product and these ideas and he's, he's skilled at the, at those things too. So maybe if I bring that business and, and him in, I just take on those, those product lines and <clears throat> because I have more of an established customer base. So it'd be beneficial to him to, to kind of move into my, my line. Of, you know, so I, I do think about stuff like that and just kind of some of the pros and cons and, and if another business came up, but honestly, I have no idea. Here's another thought that I've had. How do you know that there, that business X is even up for sale? I, I, I feel like a lot of times those, those things happen kind of behind doors. They just, yeah. just yeah, it's not like other. you're seeing a Craigslist post where, <laughs> right. where eBay exactly. was like, Hey, here's a $5 million business for sale. Come buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes you'll see, you know, people actually say, Hey, this is up for sale or whatever, but yeah, it's not. And you know, the situation that, that got my brain even thinking about this, this isn't, this is that exact situation where I know for a fact, and I'm going to entertain the idea of sitting down with this gentleman and saying, Hey, look, here's what I'm seeing. Um, and I know your situation. So let's talk. And I'm okay. Like you said, with the conversation, that doesn't scare me. Um, I'm okay with if he's willing to look at his books and see what kind of profitability the company has help come up with what the worth of the company is. Um, that stuff's simple, the math, you know, the non-emotional things, that stuff's very simple to kind of navigate through. Um, but it, you know, I have a feeling that, and I think this is probably how it would normally go for any of us. If someone approached you and said, Hey, want to buy your business? My knee jerk reaction to anybody ever saying that about my businesses would be no, you know, like, why would I do that? (laughs) So it, it's, it's one of those weird things where you could, approach somebody about their business and then just they'll be like yeah no not interested and i guess at the end of the day that's the end of the conversation potentially yeah um but it's funny because this business that i'm that i'm looking at is slowly falling in the wrong direction as far as quality and timeliness and effectiveness and innovation um and i'm seeing it because of how people are reacting to this change the fact that the guy's son doesn't work there anymore, that um, you know, things are taking a lot longer than they should to produce than, you know, than they should to produce. He, he's not as quick to answer questions. So the customer service and the quality is, is starting to fade. And that's where I'm like, this is the time if you're going to do something with it to do it before, um, you know, and I think that's the risk is if it has an established name, great, but what if it has a terrible track record? You know, that's stuff you'd have to navigate. And that would be my biggest fear is you acquire something that um, people don't respect. And I guess ultimately that would be on me. You know, if say I acquire a business and, and I find out later that all the forums and all these other pages, people talking about these kits and these things this guy's doing, hate it. Well, that was kind of shame on me for not figuring that out before you jump in head first. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the thing that I wrestle with is... I'm very much a busybody. I am, I like to be doing things. I like to be pushing the envelope and trying to progress forward. And I am also very goal oriented and I'm usually pretty good at executing and following through and everything. But when is enough enough? I guess is kind of where, you know, I, I have a very, 
high level of confidence that TA Targets is going to continue to be a successful company for five to 10 years. I'm not concerned up till those points. I don't know what the future holds with our industry and all that stuff, but you know, I'm, I'm fairly confident with where we're growing and what we've been doing. So is it, is it ever wise to kind of branch out into a totally different industry? And I guess you could look at it from one thing, if you could somehow combine both companies and be doing two product lines, even if there's a doing business as where you're marketing as a different company, but you're both building the same thing. If you could get some, you know, you could potentially maybe get some security in times where one might fluctuate high or low. But I can tell you from personal experience that trying to join things together and do totally different things under one roof causes extreme complications in certain aspects as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, no, I, I definitely think that there's, there's benefit in, you know, not, not putting all your eggs in one basket. It, it would be nice to have a few businesses in a few completely different industries. Cause yeah, if, if one industry's is in a time of decline or something, then, and you have another one that's, that's doing good, then, you know, then you have some diversity there. You know, so there's definitely some good there. Um, my mind spins thinking about trying to keep my eyes on multiple businesses in, in multiple industries. Yeah. Like, like it's, <laughs> it's already enough work just to kind of keep my eye on the industry that I'm in. And the benefit that I see that's kind of intriguing is from our perspective, you and I started our businesses from ground zero. So we had to cultivate the market. We had to create the products, do the R and D, all the costs involved in that, the business structure, all of that stuff that costs so much money up front and time and effort and stress with an existing business, assuming it's profitable, is already done. And so that to me is is one of the biggest points of intrigue with this is as I'm looking at this just from a twenty thousand foot view of this business that's there. He's already got the R and D done. He's got products that are, you know, I, there's things that I don't like about some of them, but they're 90 to 95% there to where now, instead of radically changing something a hundred percent, we're just refining it a couple percent, you know, making it a little better, a little more modular. Yeah. Um, And so that's, that's kind of the intrigue factors. It's like, yeah, you know, the last four years have been incredibly stressful. And when I'm looking back, most of that is because I'm starting from zero going forward. Right. Now, if you have an existing business that's profitable, heck, I don't even, I don't know what he's doing, but it may even justify an employee right off the bat. And so I'm just like spinning my head looking at this. And obviously I, all of this stuff is just what ifs and guesses and all this, you know, I, I know how about how many kits the guy's sold. So I can tell you that he's um, for a little further along than, TA targets, but he's been doing this a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And just looking at that alone has me very curious. And I think that that's a good trait. And I think it's a normal trait of entrepreneurs. You know, we're, we are in general, generally speaking, pretty curious people, I would say, you know, we want to see what we can do. We want to see what we can do with business and we want to help people out and um, impact those around us. So it, it has me wondering if it's a possibility to pursue that kind of goal 
in another avenue as well. But my biggest fear is like you said, overextending myself and recognizing that I have a young family. I've got three kids and there's only so much time in the day and every single thing you add onto your plate just becomes that much harder to manage and make sure you're being effective in all areas. And it would be totally different. Like if I didn't have to be 110% involved in TA targets all the time, I think the conversation would be totally different too. If I only had to put 50% of my time into TA targets because I'm just managing a team and I'm cultivating the culture and I'm making sure that the key people I've put in place are doing their jobs, then I'd have the other 50% to, you know, be pouring into another business. So, and that's what I wanted as I, as I thought about bringing this up in the podcast, I just wanted to make sure people know that like, I'm not giving suggestions on how to buy a business or if you should buy a business or whatever, just kind of cultivating that question and wondering, is that wise? Is there a time for that? Is, is enough enough? Like, do you need to have more than one business? And I mean, I technically already have two. I have the Cerakote, which is a part-time thing. We do Cerakote a couple nights a week. Um, but TA Targets is, is really the full-time gig. And, you know, so do I, do I need a third thing on my plate? Um, or is that just going to pull me down and other areas are going to suffer? And I don't yeah. know. I don't have the answer for it. But Yes, yeah, I, <clears throat> I think if I were to look into – taking on an, a, another business like like I would want to be I think all, all all I could afford to be is is someone to help with the direction of the business you know like I I, I definitely won't be able to handle day-to-day stuff with it but you know maybe I could be somebody who you know, who maybe is kind of the idea guy or or if, if there's something with a business that I think needs to be done better, you know, kind of help with that process. of getting, getting that stuff fixed and, um, you know, I don't know, increase quality customer service, you know, just kind of help that business keep going in the right direction. But I I definitely don't think I could afford to be, you know, a a day-to-day hands-on type thing. Cause I, cause actually I, I think back, I, I had the opportunity back when I first started Neomag, um, to um i'd like to be a business partner at a gun shop uh nearby and w- when i first started new mag I, I really really thought about it and i think that's one of the reasons why it was offered to me because because i figured i'd just gone full-time with new mag and i figured i was i was gonna have i was gonna have time you know i, I figured new mag was still it, it was it was a job that i was doing on top of another full-time job and I wasn't, it wasn't quite full-time hours. So I figured, Hey, I've got maybe a part-time job here that pays the bills. So why not take on another job, you know, another partnership or something and get some more income. And that didn't last too long before I was like, no, this Neomag thing's getting, getting crazier. So, um, yeah, I, I've noticed it hasn't ever gotten less crazy. (laughs) no, the last three and a half years, it's just gotten kind of crazier. It's just, we delegate the crazy now, you know? Well, and it's because we're trying to keep our businesses growing in order to grow. You have to do more. And so we're thinking about new products. We're thinking about 
new new marketing ideas we're thinking about you know there's there's always something that can be done at, at all times right so um I, I, I think that a lot of that stuff is what happened when I went full time. I was like, Hey, I can actually, um, I can actually go and invest time into things that, that I, I just, I couldn't before. Um, yeah. so the time gets eaten up pretty quick. Yeah. And I don't know what, what direction, you know, so for anybody listening, I'm not telling you what I'm doing or whatever, but it's just you some- what you're doing some fleeting thoughts in my head as I'm trying to, you know, and I'm glad that it came up and it made me really, it's making me really think about it because it's helping me to, to solidify what my future looks like, what I, or what I would like it to, to pan out. Like, you know, I'm okay with owning multiple businesses as long as the, the role that I play in each one is, is being utilized. It's being, you know, I'm, I'm doing an effective job. I don't really want to own businesses that I'm hands off sitting on a beach somewhere. Um, I, I want to be part of the team and, and innovating and pushing the limits and the boundaries. And we've talked about before with my current business partners, you know, other people, we talked about other industries that we could get into to help diversify what we're doing. But then I think, um, uh, you know, all my friends that are, much older than me that are entrepreneurs that are financially very stable and more so well off quote unquote are investing in real estate after their businesses become profitable. So it's like, you know, do you, do you start that journey all over again with another business? Do you wait and be patient and continue forging that journey forward? It's just stuff that I don't, I don't I'm never going to have an answer for somebody. And I don't know that you will either Greg, because each situation is entirely different, but yeah. Um, I'll say, yeah. I think, I think being invested in, in another business is where I would like that. And I would like my involvement in that company to be like, no, instead of sitting on the beach, getting paid, I can still invest in my business full time and get paid from that other business where I'm not very hands-on. Right. You know? Like it would be kind of nice to, you know, you know, to have something else that I'm, I'm financially invested in, but not necessarily time invested in, you know, that would, I, w- I would be interested in that. Now I got to think a business like that, it's going to have to be pretty dang established and that could afford to take on a new owner and pay an owner that's not involved. So, right. And um, then you're talking very expensive, like an expensive business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't afford that, that. business. And that's, yeah, that's where I don't, with the current, the little thing I'm playing in my head is, you know, if, if I talk to this guy and I find out his business is whatever, selling a hundred thousand a year, that's a, you know, that kind of, to me, that would be a total turnoff. Honestly, it's like, depending on the sales would totally depend on, is it even intriguing at all? And then if he comes back and he's like, Oh, it's a $15 million a year business. Like, Holy cow, there's no way I could ever pay for that. You know? So it, I don't know. That's why I'm not giving anybody any, any advice, but there is an intrigue factor there. And part of it's because I know the struggle of starting a business from zero and going forward. And I know that you could bypass some things by going established. Yeah. But 
don't know. I mean, that's why I also think. I, 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 I also think it would be kind of cool to buy a brand new baby company that that's just getting started. But the, you know, they've probably gone through the R and D. They've yeah. They've released a product, you know, and take that on and kind of and kind of merge it into your your business, right? You know, you know. I think Definitely, would, the initial investment would be a lot lower. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, and that's the intrigue too. There. Right. I feel like that'd be cheaper, and and you get to take on another product that uh that's you know it's kind of already going and now you get to you know you you get to add it to your SKUs and stuff so I'd be interested if the right thing ever came along to uh, look at that too I'd be I'd be interested if anybody's listening to this um if you have any experience in this and and purchasing another business or maybe the business that you're involved right right now it's the only one but uh but you purchased it you know let us know what that was you know what that's like what's the pros and cons to uh you know to buying another business that's it's already established and um in fact i know there's somebody that listens they sent me an email well they sent us an email i don't think you replied i think i did and uh he kind of inherited a a business the the guy that was the owner basically won out uh he, he wanted out so this listener um, kind of took on the business and, you know, he just emailed just, you know, some of the struggles that, that was going on with that. But, um, you know, you know, that would be kind of be a similar situation. You know, he, he didn't necessarily buy the business, but he's suddenly in charge of a, uh, of an uh, existing business. So there's definitely a, I would, I would absolutely think there's, there's some challenges to that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I've got. Like I said, I didn't know where it would go. I didn't have a structured plan of learning any lessons from this or anything. Just wanted to get the ball spinning in people's heads that, you know, these are things that are okay to think about as an entrepreneur and depending on your goals as as you're going forward with your business, or even if you're thinking about starting a business, heck, I don't know, maybe there's an existing business that the owner wants out. If you have a business listener, that's a, really good business and moving good product and has good margins, good margins. You want to profitable to one of us for, uh, for cheap. Let us know. Cheap. Being the, the cheap. Key. You know, what's funny. I was just thinking about that next week after this post, you're going to get like four messages <laughs> from people that want you to buy their business. Yeah. You're going to be a bakery shop owner. You don't even know it. <laughs> Local donut shop will be the Neo mag. If I owned a donut shop, Oh, I'd probably have to, I'd have to buy a gym too to make up for it. You have to buy a gym and in the back of the coffee shop would have to be a gun store or something. Let's see. I want to buy a gym. That's also a donut shop. See, now that would get returned customers. Oh man. Guaranteed. Like you walk past the donuts to to go into the gym. And when you sign up for your gym membership, you get a free jelly donut. (laughs) 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 <laughs> on the house when you set when you set like uh goals you know like i'm, I'm gonna bench press 220 when, when you hit goals you get a free free, free donut. Jelly donut yeah yep the biggest one that we have 
Totally. When we'll call get, it jelly bellies. <laughs> <laughs> when you hit that, that, that new 5k goal, you get to celebrate with a fresh jelly donut. Dude. See, now this is, now we're kind of chartering into territory of how do you create your business plan? Yep. We're structuring our donut gym business plan for you guys to hear live ish, live ish. We joke about this, but there's actually a couple towns over from me. There's a, um, that's like a jazzercise or something like that. There's a jazzercise place in this plaza and right next to it, I'm pretty sure it's a donut place. That's funny. Yeah. The temptation's real, man. Yeah, no kidding. You walk out of there and you smell fresh donuts. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So what's well, going on uh, the rest of the the week for – you heading anywhere for more of the – Yeah, so I'm going to the cabin this, this weekend. So for everybody listening now, it was last weekend. But, yep. yeah, every weekend we go to the cabin with the family. And it's funny because – I was just telling everybody a couple podcasts back how I didn't go on any vacations the last couple of years. And now all of a sudden I have a couple of vacations and it's been really, really neat to be able to step away and uh, turn my brain off. So this weekend, I think it's going to be raining all weekend. So it kind of stinks, but yeah, I think I don't know, it'll still be it, fun. If it does rain all weekend, we probably won't go because our, <clears throat> our little cottage cabinets, it's little and there's a five of us and my dad and my stepmom, <clears throat> all of us in there. So we've got seven people. Plus I've got two Labradors, seven people, two Labradors in a very small cabin um, in the rain yeah. is not a fun experience. Bad mix. Bad mix. It's better to just stay home. So I'll be keeping an eye on, on the weather as well. Well, and this week, um, this weekend, I mean, was the weekend we were actually going to buy my son his first gun. Oh, nice. And uh, I, we had some, some stuff come up that I don't, I don't know. We got to run through the finances tomorrow again and just see how everything's looking. But I think we might put it off until we go to the cabin 4th of July, but yeah, he's going to be five this fall. And um, he's extremely interested in shooting. He loves when I set up my rifle on the bipod so he can get behind it and, look through the scope and he likes to work the bolt on the bolt action. Um, he's super interested. So it's an exciting time for me because obviously shooting is a huge part of my life. And as my, as a father, one of the biggest impacts I can have on this world is raising a son really, really well and raising my daughter really, really well. Um, and especially, I just feel like there's such a place for men to raise their boys and, it's exciting to me to think about kind of nurturing him up and then showing him the shooting. And my dad got me into guns and everything when I was young, but nobody ever taught me the foundations of freedom. You know, like why do we, why was our country so uh, bent on making sure that people had access to firearms? I mean, it's cool that, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I'm passionate about these topics and in this industry and, all this stuff because I'm not only going to be teaching him how to hunt, but the responsibility of a free society owning firearms, what that all means. Um, and it'll be funny to see that the internet meltdown when my son's finally shooting an AR and, you know, I can only imagine, but it's just cool. It's a cool phase. 
some people probably think that a four-year-old's too young. And I think that it all depends on the, the kid themselves, how well yeah. they listen to the instructions. Are they mechanically inclined? You know, he's super mechanically inclined. So I can show him and explain to him the safety and not to touch the trigger and all this stuff. And he understands it and he can execute around it. So to me, getting him a little 22, I'm not scared of it at all because he'll never use it without me anyway. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I mean, it's not like you're getting something, something for him to just keep in his room whenever he wants. Yeah, here, here, son, you're five. Take this 22. It's loaded. Safety's off. Put it in your room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not doing that. We're we're going about it the right way. But he's been. Um, we have this measuring stick on the wall, and I, I might have said this in another podcast, but we keep track of the kids' heights as they've been growing. Yeah, and he keeps telling me when he gets to the number four on the wall that that's when he's big enough to go buy a gun. Mm. Um, and that's every, every time he walks by that, he'll stand there and be like, when I'm four, when I'm up to four, I can go buy a gun. It's like, well, got a little ways yet to get that tall, but you're there. You know, I, I yeah. feel like he has the capacity to understand the instructions well. So I'm pumped, man. I, I yeah. can't wait. That's awesome. Uh, I, I, I've got a, just a single, single shot break action pump uh, pellet gun. Yeah, it's a, it, honestly, it's it, it's a wicked little gun, but uh, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get it out and I'll I'll take I'll take one of my TA targets, ADAPs, and stick it out in the backyard, and and they love shooting that thing. All, all three of them, all three of my kids, yeah. you know, that it's fun shooting it and hearing the hearing the tang, and I'm getting them addicted to the you know to the sound of ringing steel. Yeah, they'll be future TA targets brand ambassadors. There you go. <laughs> But no, yeah, it's it's cool. And honestly, I wouldn't have to go buy him a gun. Um, I I have a little break action twenty two. I have pellet guns, but there's part of this experience that I think will be so cool. Walking him into a gun store, you know, I have a budget. I'll set a budget yep. and tell him his selection. Be like, pick it. Like, what a cool little rite of passage, if you will, to yeah. be like, hey, you're turning into a young man. You're not a baby. You're growing up. You're taking on responsibility. How cool will that be to, to tell him, hey, dude, pick it. And maybe he'll get a little lever action. Maybe it'll be a camo one. I don't know. They, they make tons of little 22s. Do you watch uh, like a Off the Ranch? I can't remember if it was an Off the Ranch episode or if it was a Demolition Ranch episode. But um, Matt, the other guy who does that YouTube channel, he takes his son who's – I'm just taking a guess here. I saw it once it was weeks ago. I don't know, maybe eight or something like that. Um, takes him to a gun shop to buy his first gun. And they have this, you're familiar with the little cricket 22s. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Cricket makes, it's like a little mini sniper rifle. It's got a bipod on it. It's got a scope. <laughs> really? It's got adjustable stock. Yeah. It, it, it looks like a, I don't know, like a desert tech sniper rifle, but it's a little That's single funny. shot, uh, uh, a little 22. And, uh, it was, it was kind of sitting on the top of the, of the glass case. And he was like, well, do you want this gun? And, you know, of course he's like, yeah. And, uh, and that was actually the first time I saw that gun too. And I've, I've had my eyes on that. I'm looking at it right now. So, on, on it's so on website. Cool. They're less than 400 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> With the scope. With the scope. Yeah. Now I'd probably take a scope off it. it it's, it's going to be hard for a kid you know, figure out eye relief and get, and get that all lined up. I'd probably, and I'm not shooting anything far enough for a kid to, you know, at least at first to want to scope, I'd probably swap it out and put a little red, a little red dot on it. 
but uh that's really funny but it's a super cool little logo and it, that was just kind of a cool episode to see uh you know it, it it's a cool day when you know when your dad takes you to go pick out your first gun even if, i think i mean i remember my dad taking me to get my first pellet gun um yeah that's uh that's, that's a big deal it's cool when you're a young man and the responsibility of a firearm is entrusted to you. You know, that again, that's, I think we are losing that a little bit in our society, the whole rite of passage thing and, and turning little boys into young men. But uh, well, you, I, I mean, you learn a lot, you learn, you know, it's a big responsibility. And yeah, that was one of the biggest things that I, that I learned when my, when I started shooting with my dad is you're responsible for something that, that can be dangerous. And, um, yeah, absolutely. It's, well, and uh, think about, you know, something, something interesting about that is if there's, if, if a child is not introduced to firearms, let's just say your, your boy is not, you know, my sons are not whatever. Um, what other item do they have to teach them a high level of personal responsibility until they get their license? You know, these up days, until the point I will say these days, kids get an iPhone when they're six years old. Yeah. But that really won't, that doesn't have a, a potential to physically harm another person. You know what I mean? Like the, the firearm to me is at such a high level of responsibility because of the damage it could cause. And the only thing I think of is like kids are raised up with no personal responsibility and all of a sudden they're given a vehicle at right. 16. And that's the first time that they really have something that could cause immense amounts of damage to somebody else. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like we miss this a little bit, you know, we're raising up our kids. We give them the opportunity young to, to understand some of this personal responsibility. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm just excited to pour into my kids and, and help them. Make sure you vlog that. Make sure you get a video of that. I really should. The, the whole experience. I, honestly, I think that could be, even if it's a five minute long vlog, I think that, I think that could be a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely should because also that'll be a cool video to look back on. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's mostly for, mostly for your own selfish reasons to do it, but um, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, maybe that's all I have for today. Yeah. I got to get to work. I got to get in the shop. Like I said, I've been there a couple of days, so uh, it was good catching up. Yeah. Talk to you next week. Yeah, and everybody, make sure you, you know, I know we kind of harp on it. I feel like we say it every time, but make sure you leave us a rating and review and feel free to reach out to us at any time and make suggestions or let us know what you think. Again, if you guys have any experience around buying a business or maybe you sold your business or you walked into another business through inheritance or whatever, reach out to us and let us know what the process looked like and maybe we can follow up on a further episode. Yep, sounds good. Sweet, man. We'll have a good rest of the week. You too. See you.